0: Welcome to the Ascend Podcast, we're your hosts, I'm Chris Hopper and I'm Dan Harrison. Each week we delve deep with some of the brightest and most forward-thinking, out-of-the-box minds in health, consciousness, mindset and spirituality.
1: This show inspires our listeners to improve their body and mind and our intention is to fuse and unlock the conscious warrior and shift the balance in the current paradigm. Hey guys, what's up everyone? In this episode of the Sen Podcast, we are joined by Elliot Hulse. It was such a pleasure speaking to Elliot, and he is an inspiring individual who has impacted millions of people all around the world. However, each week we have very deep conversations with all different types of people, from the Iceman Wim Hof, inspiration and motivational speaker Prince Ayer, UFC fighter Carlos Condit, to Stephen Keyes, who spent 10 years being the bodyguard of the Dalai Lama, But in this episode, Elliot has been a journey of discovery for a while now, but now understand it's his place in the world, from becoming a YouTube fitness sensation, to stopping YouTube videos for 7 years to understand who he truly is, and to finding out what the true value is, and what he can give to people. But what Elliot reveals to us in this podcast will give you a perfect understanding of your own journey, that anything is possible, and right now in this present moment, we have everything we need to really make an impact in our own life. Elliot who started Strength Camp now is one of the most powerful fitness channels in the world. His impact goes far beyond just the muscular strength but the true emotional and complete understanding of who you are and who you can become. This episode goes beyond the self and into the depths of the mind and breaks it all down for you guys today. Before we jump in with this podcast, also please don't forget to leave a review of the podcast and just let us know what you think. This podcast is such an inspiring one. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Elliot Holmes. Elliot, I'd just like to say welcome to the Send podcast because um, we've been trying to get this for a while and since we first launched as well. So I'm just so glad
0: about the, like get you on and dig into your mind. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, you've been been a number one guest for us. So, Elliot, I think maybe a good way to kick this off would be to go back to the younger Elliot, and I was wondering, what sparked you into training the body and mind, like in educating yourself and starting you off on your journey of self-development?
2: Oh, well, when I first started doing push-ups as a four-year-old, my uncle was a black belt in Kung Fu, and he lived with us when uh, my brother and I and my parents in Long Island when I was a kid. And uh, he would watch Bruce Lee videos, and we'd watch them with him. Actually, they weren't videos back then. They'd come on TV. And he'd, yeah. he'd practice it while watching the videos. He had a, a bag in the basement that he'd beat up, and he'd do backflips and chop bricks with his hands. So as a little kid, I, I watched him do that. And for me, it just seemed like, well, uh, that's doable. You know, little did I know that I had a, a practical superhero living in my house. So um, I think that was when the seed was planted
1: yeah I like that I think as well like with the self development now I think like there's just so many people like including myself as well, like searching for the truth and as well, I hear like a lot of people say like quite often that we shouldn't think too much about like to, to shouldn't think too much about it and like and just enjoy life, but like since I was a teenager, I've just always kept thinking to myself like what am I and what is the sense of it all?
2: yeah yeah it's the age of the archetype we're all coming into our fullness, you know, coming out of the industrial age where we were all. Led to believe and treated like uh, you know, cogs in a system, we're all the, all the same. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we've we've moved into an age where our our diversity is growing—a diversity of not just uh, hu- human diversity, race and religion and ethnicity and whatnot, uh, especially coming closer through the internet, but diversity of ideas. We have a clash of ideas and options and opportunities available to us. So. With all of that, we we have an opportunity to be whatever we want to be, and we have choices. Yeah. So a lot of self reflection is involved with that.
1: Yeah, definitely, Elliot. I was wondering as well. Like, do you ever think about like in terms of like obsessing over the meaning of life or like what is real or not? Like, do you think it's important like to do so?
2: I don't know about obsessing. You know, what do you mean by that?
1: So in terms of like constantly always like striving to like to find out what's real and what's not
2: hmm well whatever's real is what's happening right now right i mean if you're experience this moment we're experiencing is real we can't argue that it's not happening yeah right so i mean everything beyond that is conceptual everything else everything else beyond the the, the present moment your present experience your oneness with the moment uh, mm. It's conceptual. It's There's just ideas. So when you're searching beyond the now, then you're getting into the realm of ideas, which is is not real. Ideas mm. aren't real. Yeah,
1: What's
0: like, real
2: I, is this, right here, right now.
0: Yeah, it's like the meaning of life is actually found in this precise moment that we're actually living in right now. Like us talking to you, us being present with you. This is life. This really is the meaning of life.
2: Now, if getting obsessed with being fully present in the moment is a thing then i'd say go for it. it sounds like meditation to me
1: yeah yeah definitely i was going to say as well like um sometimes like me, so, me me and one of actually my best friends will actually like, quite often we'll have like these nights where we'll like get together and we'll do some like meditation and like we'll watch some stuff like alan watts or some other like conspiracy stuff on history or even looking like health topics as well and then like we'll really like dig deep and discuss the topic but i always remember my friends saying it was like I just want to know all the answers now. And I just said to him, like, you don't want to know all the answers? Like, life would be so boring if we knew all the answers. And that, like, for me,
0: it's about the mystery and the chase, and that's the best thing about life to me. Mm. Elliot, I was just, I was wondering there, Elliot, um, was there any person that's influenced you directly on your journey?
2: Oh, too many to number. You know, we we can start with where I left off in my story of of discovering exercise or being a superhero, you know, using your body to its greatest capacity. And that was my uncle. I was uh, yes. I was about four years old when he lived with us. And um, and he mentored me even as a teenager. He taught me how to weight train with barbells when I was getting into football so that I could gain some muscle and size. And um, if I had to begin with the person, that would be it. That would be him. But, of course, my parents. And, you know, that's why I say it's hard to – you can't really number that.
1: Yeah I was thinking as well like Elliot over the years like you've made like such a huge like commitment in sharing and giving information but I was wondering like what's the best advice someone has ever shared with you hmm
2: it, it kind of stems from the being present hmm. and being present means that you're you're fully trusting yourself mm-hmm. right yeah, being, yeah because definitely. then there's if there's lack of trust in yourself then there's a division at the moment you're 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 divided, then you're not present. So yeah, I totally It's agree. a matter of trusting in, listening into your, and this is not an easy thing to do. It, it, it requires practice and it requires meditation. It requires quite a bit, but to listen yeah. into your intuition, listen into your body, and listen into God as He's speaking to you through uh, even other people. Just being present for what's happening.
0: Yeah, definitely. Mm. Elliot, I think a lot of people is actually scared to actually look in to reflect on themselves because they might be frightened of what's going to say back. They might find the truth, and a lot of people don't really want to find that truth. That's the scary part about it.
2: Well, anything that we find that we don't like is a judgment. And that judgment against ourselves doesn't come from us. That's a judgment that was placed on a part of you by someone else. If you, yeah. if you happen to be of uh, you know, a hyperactive nature... Um, but it was judged as uh, inappropriate and squashed in you when you go looking for parts of yourself when you when you're alone with yourself and that piece comes back There's a there's the judgment attached to it. You you say to yourself. Oh, I'm no good in that way Or you know, this is a part of me that I don't like So that's what the fear is the fear is is, is capturing those split off parts of you because of the judgment placed on it by our upbringing by society by rearing but i'm pretty confident and so are quite a few brilliant people not to say that i'm one of the brilliant people but i've uh i i believe what they say when we capture those lost parts of us we become more integrated we become more fully who we are you know it's called shadow work carl jung talks quite a bit about it you know anything that's that's split off from our consciousness with regard to our personality uh grows and festers in the shadows and that's that's where it's actually scary when you ignore parts of yourself and you allow it to grow perverted because it's uh, it's not nurtured properly. Uh, that's I, If you're going to be scared of anything, it's that, but not finding parts of yourself that you've, uh, you've let go of. If anything, you can integrate. That's, that's really what uh, the, the purpose is. To become the strongest version of yourself means that all of you, all of you, every bit of you is acknowledged and... Uh, you have compassion for yourself because there's a lot of pain there also. There are parts of ourselves that hurt that we don't want to uh, come into contact with. We don't want to confront. But if we have enough compassion with ourselves, we can open up to those those parts of ourselves.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, I think that's beautiful, that, Elliot. And, like, Elliot, when we taught Prince Ayer on a previous episode, like, he mentioned value and that the world's greatest advice is nothing if you don't act upon it. Like, it means nothing.
2: mm and, and we live there right now. We live in the, in the culture of ideas, ideas. And so many people have so many ideas, and it's, it's, it's almost confusing.
0: Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So
2: if, you, if you're living your life consuming ideas, 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 even producing ideas that are never actually yours because you've never put it to practice, then you're living in the clouds, literally,
0: yeah. Nothing
2: that, mm, that you're like, doing, nothing that you're, nothing that you are, is grounded. You're, we're only grounded in our experience.
0: Wow. Well, yeah, we definitely are only gra- grounded in our experience. And something else on on value there, Elliot, was, was true value is always given back to others. And I love something that inspired me was like your interaction with a guy called Chris Rudden, mm-hmm. who had like such motivation to train with you in the strength camp gym. He was actually born without a left hand. Like, could you tell us the story behind that? Do you know him? Uh, we don't know him, but we actually read a bit about you and, um, and the journey just sparked a bit of like, wow, that's beautiful. That. That's so much be- beauty towards us.
2: Hmm. Well, he's a pretty tough dude. He's a really tough dude. So, uh... All I can say about about that gentleman that was born without one hand, without that one hand, is that um, he's out to prove something.
1: Yeah.
2: And I know what that's like, and I honor that in him. When I see him going as hard as he can with that one arm, to me, that's like, ah, I, I, I know where you're coming from, bro. I sense yeah. uh, I sense a bond with that kind of attitude, because uh, mm. you know, who hasn't been there? And between the two of us, we've lifted quite a bit of weight trying to prove ourselves, and and I have no. Regrets of, about myself and no judgment against anybody else who's doing that. I praise him. I say, "Go, boy, do
0: it." Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's not like it's just proven on other people, but he's actually proven on himself. That's the beauty of it all.
2: Well, it's it's a process, and
0: mm. you know,
2: it, 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 we're never really by ourselves. You know, we're proving to ourselves, but the world is our mirror. You know, if I don't want people to look at me, if I'm born with a Uh, handicap and i don't want pity who wants pity i don't want i don't want your pity
0: yeah exactly.
2: then what i'm going to do is i'm going to do everything to prove to you i don't need your fucking pity and um Mm. so you know we're proving to ourselves that we don't need their pity but it always comes from other people we're never separate from from the world around us we're not separate from other people's opinions we can put them into proper perspective but they do reach us
0: yeah definitely and it's such an inspiring story as well and I think that every citation in life, like, we can all learn from something about ourselves. But I was wondering, did that experience teach you anything or maybe teach you something new?
2: Which experience?
0: Uh, the, the one with uh, Chris Rudden.
2: Well, yeah, it's, it taught me something about myself, in fact. Uh, I was able to look at him and see a part of myself, like yeah. I just mentioned. And um, and and I have an objective viewpoint now because I'm a bit older. I've been through a lot of experiences, and um, and I learned that that I love him, and and I have compassion for him, and and I cheer him on because that's me. He's me. I get it. You know. So I I learned that perhaps the the greatest gift that I could give to anyone that I'm I'm with is uh, is my love from having the same experience. I think what what allows me to resonate with so many young men is that um, that I've been there. You know, I'm yeah. like the older uncle in a lot of ways. I've been there. I know what you're going through. I know how that feels. I know what you and I respect it. A lot of times with adults, we we go through our challenges, but then when younger people go through the same challenges, they wag their finger and say no, 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 or don't make that mistake. I say make the mistake. I wouldn't be yeah. who I am today if I didn't make those mistakes. Please do, and I'm not going to tell you don't. But I will be here when times change, and you change, you evolve, and, uh, and you maybe need some compassion for a new experience you're going through.
0: Mm, definitely, man. I like that. Yeah, it was beautiful. Uh, Elliot, keeping on the topic of the gym, and within the gym, in the train environment, I find that it really helps in the development of building character and strength. I, I love to lift, and this was a big factor in my development, but I was wondering, like, what's your approach now, in terms of attack and workouts? Do you now have a more longevity approach?
2: Well, I guess you could put it that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, I've got enough videos to prove. I've done a lot of the work that I needed to do with yeah. the way I used to train. Let me put it that way because it's easy to place judgment on past versions of ourselves, but that that, that that's not real. What's real is that I did those things and I, I, I am who I am because of that. But we grow, we evolve, we change, we gain yeah. in wisdom, we have experiences, and all that leads to new choices that we have to make. It'll happen to all of us, about every part, every facet of our lives, will be confronted with change. And so when it comes to training, training is like medicine. Training has to be treated respectfully. Uh, yeah, training is energetic. Training is, is very much energetic in that when I was a professional straw man, when I was bursting out the way I was, no one, and I say this, but you know, maybe there are some, but I've got a lot of conviction in the amount of intensity I'm able to bring to what I do. Mm-hmm. do. And it, and that's energetic work. That's, that's the lion roaring from within. That spirit, when you watch those videos and I'm training with that type of aggression, that spirit you're seeing there.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: You see? So... When we train, we can honor training our energy in many different ways. So, for example, that I did it through my physical body with with strongman training, and I was able to uh, exercise my aggression that way, and it was fun. It was great, and I would it, I, I relish in it. And when I see people doing it, I cheer it on. I can, I love to see that because your character changes by exercising that part of your personality. So, for example, my wife has never weight trained before. And uh, but now she's deadlifting 235 pounds in one year, going through wow. never really lifting weights. To, and she is not only just physically changed, you know, she's got muscle, she's got a ton of it, but also her character because she's exercising aggression when she lifts yeah. those weights. She knows how to attack the weights, so that carries out into life that she's more, more assertive with other people, she's more grounded in her convictions, she's more courageous. Because she's exercised that aggression in the gym. That's why when I say the body's the mind and that training is medicine, you know, we could look at it at the physical level, but it's changing. It's doing something to our energy. It's doing something to our soul. <laughs> it's changing our soul. So at this phase in my growth, in my journey, that is no longer resourceful for me. That, that doesn't add to me anymore. It added to me, as it, as it was supposed to, and it, and it should, to those that need that type of medicine. Yeah. But where my life is being led, I need something different. So I have to take different medicine.
1: Yeah, I love that, Elliot. I absolutely love that. and I love as well, Like when you're saying about the changeover from the train into the mind, it's just so powerful. Mm-hmm. But as well, Elliot, with like, the longevity... I've noticed that as well. Like you um, incorporate a lot of like stretching, and I've seen as well. And I, I think it was on your Instagram. Like you had a little, you had a picture with your little girls doing yoga, and I thought that was so cool.
2: <laughs> yeah, yoga is is fantastic. Yoga yeah. is an amazing mind. It, it's it's an exercise that honors the spirit, but in yeah. a different way, in a more subtle way. So, for example, lifting a three hundred pound stone requires the Valsalva maneuver. You know what I mean? You've got to. Yeah. Suck that air in, brace yourself and uh, to tear that thing up. You, know, you really yeah, you got to of... draw it up. But you take that same guy or you take me when I was doing that for multiple reps
1: yeah. and,
2: you know, ask them to hold a yoga pose, an asana. Well, that very not because of lack of flexibility, although that is there, but because you wouldn't be able to breathe. Yeah, definitely. You, get, you take someone like that and you put them into a, a simple yoga pose and, and have them stay there for five to ten minutes, they're going to be dying because the way they're breathing, the way they're moving their spirit, Yeah, breath is spirit, uh, is not adept to it. They're, they're used to holding their breath and, and yanking heavy things off the floor, like I'm familiar with. Um, so when you do yoga, there is a level of intensity, but it is, it's a more... Uh, passive intensity it's uh, 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 a tenderness that that needs to come into balance with the aggression
1: yeah definitely i'll I find as well it's like a completely different world and you just you, you completely get find, found out when you do do yoga
2: mm-hmm. especially if you're out of balance because there's yeah. a great program would be one that honors both that honors all of you all aspects of you You know, because you've got those who participate in yoga and, you know, they wither away to nothing and, you know, they could potentially be weak. You know, I'm not saying all, but when there's an over laxity in the joint, it's without that much of a strengthening component. You're more prone to injury. So that is just to say that you could go too far in both either direction.
0: Yeah,
1: definitely.
0: Mm. I've noticed as well, Elliot, Something beautiful is that you're now doing work in nature barefoot.
1: Well,
2: I've I've always done them barefoot, even my videos in the gym. Yeah, I, I've enjoyed lifting barefoot. Yeah, well, th- what you're talking about is a video I did with my family uh, while we went camping. We've been I have four children. We, when they have spring break or winter break, we uh, we take them camping. Uh, Florida has a lot of beautiful campgrounds. So whenever we do that, of course, the, the exercise doesn't end while we're out, so we'll yeah. you know we'll do some body weight workouts, kettlebells, and yoga outdoors while we're camping.
0: Mm. Like the power of grounding ourselves is like huge. But besides doing workouts in nature and like being barefoot, I know I've seen quite a lot in your videos that you have a big emphasis around the power of breathing and energy.
2: Mm. Yeah, well, it like I just alluded to, you know how your breathing has a strong relation to how you're being how you're behaving. So when you're engaging in exercises uh, and, and you're not mindful of how you're breathing, you're either uh, not fully present with the movement or you're making yourself sick. You know, we know, just mentioning like powerlifting, valsalva maneuver, is you have to be very conscious of that yeah. when you're doing it. But at the same time, uh, you can create an imbalance where you're not doing enough, say, cardiovascular, just like slow. That's why I tell people walk. Even if you're a power lifter, you should walk every morning for an hour because the pumping. See, the Valsalva maneuver is, is is very tension uh, intensive. You know, you're, you draw your breath in and you hold your body tight. Walking or doing cardio is pumping. It 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 moves the fluids in your body. It cleanses you. It opens and expands your lungs, and so that is another type of medicine. You know, and 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 the way you breathe is. Uh, is going to be different depending on the type of exercise you do. You have to be mindful of it. And then as you proceed in your day, being mindful of the shallowness or the shortness of your breath allows you to be more grounded in the moment, just standing and being or speaking with someone. uh, Being mindful of how you're breathing and uh, breathing in a relaxed way uh, allows that activity to be enhanced, you see. So there's so much that can be done through the breath.
1: Yeah, I think, I think mindfulness of breathing is just so powerful. And like you said before, even when you're just working out, be mindful of like your lungs expanding and things like that. It's just so powerful. But I think as well, like for me as well, like breathing's a huge emphasis in my life. And I think as well, sometimes if you were to see it, like just imagine if you said to the average person, they would obviously say, oh, I, I, I would die if I wasn't breathing and if it wasn't part of my life. But I think that's when you know that someone hasn't really breathed. Mm-hmm. And, that, and, like, and when you really do learn to take that like, real deep breath from like, deep within the diaphragm, mm-hmm. that's, when you, that's when you go, oh, that's what it is. That's what breathing really is. But I think sometimes, like to many people, like, many people are just are, like, are breathing from the neck up and not from deep within.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I've had young men come and see me and after breathing for the first time, break down into tears. Sobbing. The first time you breathe, you because when well, I say the first time, but when you breathe deeply and you access recesses of your body that have been riddled with tension, that doesn't allow you to breathe deep. You access emotion. You access trapped pain and joy. There's there's a lot to be experienced beyond just uh, exchange of oxygen. You know that's that's respiration. You know that's a that's a cellular thing. I'm not talking just about cellular respiration. I'm talking about the the physical mechanics, the wave, the, the broad, full, expanded wave, the expansion of the of your body, your your physical body, your your diaphragm, your pelvic floor. Uh, which you know your your diaphragm, your pelvic floor is a diaphragm. You know the di- diaphragms of your body expanding. Your throat is a diaphragm. So. Um, when those are relaxed and you, you're fully breathing, uh, there is much medicine to be uh, received.
0: Yeah. Mm, definitely. Healing. Yeah, breathing brings healing. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Elliot, I know as well over the years, like, you've got a great following of young men and women who've you inspired to become the strongest version of themselves. And based on all the Ask Elliot and questions you've answered in the past, past few years, what have you found were people's greatest insecurities? And maybe what advice or habit to acquire would you give that person overcome
2: that? Well, the, the biggest insecurity is, it c- c- comes from the root by which all of our insecurities come from, every single one of us, and that's fear. Yeah. So one of the things I like to... Speak about in my YouTube videos when I was making them at that at that rate was courage. You've got to have courage. You've got to do the thing before expecting to have the power. When I say that, that means do it.
1: Yeah, I like that. I think that's what it's all about. Just just like grabbing the bulls by the horns and just saying basically just saying fuck fear. Mm.
0: Fear is the... Either- Face everything and rise, or forget everything and run. that's what this is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely, Elliot. Um, something as well. I know you
1: you talked about a bit, the bit this before about your evolution and stuff, but something that I recognise in your transition, Elliot, like in over the few years, is like your metamorphosis and your transition and how like you've evolved as like a person. And I I definitely recognized like a few shifts and showing like more of a spiritual side and more of a spiritual evolution. Like I've seen I've seen that like via your social media and YouTube. But I was wondering, like, have you always had the ability to like, go deeper? And I, I don't want to offend you by saying what I'm going to say, but do you feel like you couldn't really like show this different side of yourself or your audience in the past? Or is it just been a part of your evolution like you said before?
2: Well, you're pretty spot on when you say that it was something that was there that I didn't broadcast in a, in a very big way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, had I not been a spiritual inclined person my videos wouldn't have been as good as they were when I was making them the way I was making them those yeah, are, that, all those videos are highly infused with my spirituality that yeah, is my that. spirituality so to say that it it's changed well I've changed and the way I embrace it and share it has changed um, but I I've always been there with it. When I say always, I mean from my formative years. I I was attracted to religion. I was attracted to Alan Watts, you mentioned before, Eastern religion, Uh, Eastern religion, as well as Abrahamic faith, I've been attracted to. Um, I'm fascinated by quantum physics. I'm fascinated Mm -hmm. by, by psychology, particularly the work of Carl Jung and the work of Wilhelm Reich, uh, one of which is very of the, the, symbolic idea world, Jung, and one which is very rooted in the body, which is, Car- which is, uh, Reich, Wilhelm Reich. And, um, because I'm a body person, I'm a, I'm a physical fitness teacher, uh, I took to the spirituality, when I say that, you know, the psychology, if you will, mm-hmm. of, uh, of the work of Wilhelm Reich. And a lot of my videos, uh, I speak of these things.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, earlier, I love, I, I do love the direction you've gone, and I've, so I so have seen you, like, you're evolving, and I love it. And like, we, all, we are all evolving as well. But I was wondering, mm-hmm. like, um, with like we saw this with new little bit of new transition. I was wondering, like, what have like the short term results look like for yourself? And I was wondering also, like, what are the like the long term implications, like, to, on your overall self being.
2: Oh well, if you consider two years short term, which it, it pretty much is. Yeah, I've had to. I've been led to take a deep step inwards. I've been I've been led to step down and to step mm-hmm. in, and the two years that almost two years that I I've been not making the type of YouTube videos I you know most people are accustomed to seeing me um, at. Yeah. It has been because I'm, I'm going through an introvert, an introverted process. I moved my office from my gym. I I dedicate a large portion of my day to meditation, prayer and going in exercises. Uh, so short term, I've, I'm living as the, the fruit of those choices. Yeah. And a level of trust, -trust, self-trust, self-alignment, uh, is, is, is commensurate with that. Long term, I can only give, I can only give you what I, what I, what I'm sensing about where I'm going and who I'm, by who I'm being today. Yeah. You know, the long, t- I don't know what the long term ramifications of, of anything. I don't think, none of us really know what the long term ramifications of our choices are, but we get a pretty good glimpse into it by looking at and being present with who we are and what's happening around us right now. You want to yeah. peek into the future, look at what's happening right
1: now. Mm, definitely powerful.
0: So so Elliot, with your new like, life fears, I was wondering how you decided within your own mind that it was time to change things up?
2: Well, I wish I could say that uh, it was an easy choice.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's a combination of circumstance and responsibility. And when I say that, God makes it pretty apparent to us when it's time to make a change. When we find ourselves depressed or with illness or with uh, tremendous turmoil in our life, in our relationships, we lose a job. These are all things that are seemingly out of our control, but we gate we we gain control again we, we by humbling ourselves to those experiences we come back into accordance, alignment with who we really are and what we're supposed to do. Do you follow?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Hmm. I think like a lot of people would have like thought like maybe it'd be a risk to like even stop your videos on YouTube. Like but you understood the like necessity of such a risk. I well, it interested. would be risky
2: if I didn't. That's what I'm trying to say. I, was, I, started, I started getting injuries. I started having troubles. Uh, nothing glaring or anything that's, you know, is call for alarm, but I, I, I started having struggles in my relationships, uh, you know, the dealings with people. I have, I have millions of fans worldwide. And, yeah. and that, and for me, that was new. I never set out to have that. For me to relate to that, when I say relationship, I have millions of relationships. So, I had to, in in that recognition, I had to I had to step back and say, Hey, am I leading? Am I doing this the way I'm really supposed to be doing this? Am I am I am I who I'm supposed to be given all of these circumstances that I'm responsible for now? And when God slaps me, it shows up like you know doing things or saying things that uh, that, that may upset someone or uh, or getting injured. That's really where it happens. For me in my body, I, I get injured and I have a sensitivity towards anxiety and depression also, which I think most of us who are sensitive are. And when those start, when those feelings, that depression or that anxiety starts to arise and you know things are falling apart, my, my body's falling apart, I'm having uh, struggles with, with relationships, it's a clear indication that if you don't make some changes, it's just going to get worse. And that's where a lot of people live. They, they don't see these things as omens. I see them as guidance. I see this as guidance from the divine. I see it as God saying, hey, you might want to step back a little bit, step down, and pay attention to what, what you're actually doing and, and where your core values are and, and what's important to you. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I know for a fact that every man is faced with that, whether or not they heed the call, because it's, it's risky. You know? It's risky yeah. in the worldly sense, but it is secure in the spiritual sense. Meaning that you might have to quit a job, you might have to, like I did, quit my job. I quit making YouTube videos. You might have to end a relationship. You might yeah. need to get serious about your health. You might need to make some changes in your diet. Those are all risks because they they fragment or break down or dissolve or kill an older version of yourself. And the ego doesn't like to die. The ego will hold on. And for,
1: yeah.
2: you know, for me, that was it was a struggle. Right? You know. And it takes time. I think for me, I I was able to, I'm in a circumstance, I mean, I have the power, I'm able to do that. You know, I was blessed in in that way that I don't have a job where like I'd have to show up every day and put the same smile on even though I'm dying on the inside. Mm. You know, even which, you know, that's why I say courage. You asked me before, what's the number one thing? If that's the case, if you're dying on the inside and you got to go smile at this job every day, then you need to grab your balls and quit. When you're when you're being led that way.
0: Wow wow! I've never swore on the podcast, but I was just about to swear that. Wow! I was just supposed say, f me. That was amazing, <laughs> <laughs> Ellie. You, Ellie, you pure trust in your own subconscious to guide you in the right direction. That's beautiful, brother. And do you think we should always have like faith in our subconscious and following your gut is going to guide us into the right direction in life?
2: Yeah. I do, and it's but it's 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 risky. I get it. Like I I don't I don't throw it out there in a flippant way or make light of the fact that it's risky, because there are all kinds of competing forces for our energy and our and our and our focus and the choices we make, and it requires a significant amount of solitude. We can't get to the true voice if we don't go in. We have yes. to meditate and 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 create space for ourselves to be with ourselves so that we can hear that voice
1: yeah like i was just about to say it's like the transition from the warrior to king just like your book (laughs) Mm -hmm. but um ellie as well i've noticed like um i think it was seven days ago um you posted like on a picture on instagram of like your goals and you'd like what you'd written out for yourself um 10 years ago but i was wondering like like, if you've, like, if you've now, like, checked all of them goals of that list, and secondly, I was wondering as well, like, what new goals do you want to accomplish within the next, like, 12 months as well?
2: Well, my goals are, are far beyond 12 months, and far beyond 12 years, and far beyond oh. 12 lifetimes, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I When I say to become the strongest version of yourself and empower others, which is my mission, and it's... My, my call, it's to make this world what it is, allow this world to be what it is, support the world in becoming what it is, and that is unity, love, uh, diversity, but uh, unity in diversity, you know, uh, honoring our differences, being the best that only we could be, unique, But at the same time, allowing and supporting others to do that and doing it in a unified way where we can end religious strife. We could end war. We could end the inequality of the races, of the sexes, of uh, economic circumstances. You know, we live in a world where some people have such wealth that it's it's almost sickening how much like I I don't even think I could handle all of it doesn't make sense how much wealth some people have and the, but at the same time there are those who can't even eat a meal a day children who die from dehydration without water so what what I'm up to the game that I'm playing what I'm interested in is that kind of world which is on its way which is has been promised from the beginning as a golden age we are evolving humankind is evolving this is where we're going and if I could lend to that, if I could be a part of that unification of mankind, then I, I know I've done my job.
0: Well, yeah. I think that's the, the beauty of the whole journey is that we're understanding this evolution process and really take it on board and just overcoming everything and just becoming amazing and becoming at one with, it, one with the world and at one within. Mm-hmm. And that's so beautiful. Elliot, another little story that I came across was when you met a person called Bob Hess, who was a jeweler and he taught you affirmations visualization and meditation what was the story behind that
2: oh well I went to an internet It's funny I went to an internet marketing workshop when I first started my career um, I was deeply in debt and I put it on credit card anyway because I knew I needed the education to do the work that I'm put here to do I needed mm-hmm. to learn how to market online um I met a man there who was quite a bit older than me, uh, maybe twice my age. I was probably like, 25. He was probably 50. And we had a conversation over lunch. We exchanged uh, email addresses and he emailed me. And uh, he, he, it's funny. He sort of reminded me to keep the spirituality alive during my pursuit. I'm coming to an, a, a realization right now as we're saying this. I'm laughing to yeah. myself. I'm like, that's what he did. He, although I didn't carry any real, I didn't carry my spiritual practice with me from from young adulthood, meaning like before before being married and then having children and starting my career, I dropped my faith. I, I Colleen and I had taken up the Baha'i faith as our religion when we got married, but I, I dropped it because I needed to go. I, my conviction was, well, I need to, every bit of my energy to go out into the world and to succeed for my family. You know, I was having children and my wife, we wanted her to stay home. So I dropped everything with regard to prayer and meditation. And it was funny. Bob Hess sent me an email saying, Hey, here's some meditation tools and some affirmations, basically prayer. Yeah. You do these and they'll support you in achieving your business goals. And I used, those tools that he gave me meditation and affirmation to access my spiritual energy the spiritual energy that drove my success in that phase of my life
1: yeah I, I like that as well cause it's really interesting because for me as well I think like a lot of people like include myself as well like like we we'll all start the journey like quite a lot of people anyway not all people but quite a lot of people started like the physical perspective of like tree our body and mind then I think like it leads you to the next stage, which which is the mind, and something inside you like drives you forward and like makes you look at like spiritual modalities, like psychedelics, meditation, and even visualization, like you said. But it's like, it's just really interesting to me anyway that that the body is the mind. That's what I'm trying to say basically.
2: Mm-hmm. It's it's all one thing. The spirit of the body is a continuum. You know, when they break down matter, what do they find? They find spirit matter. They find stuff Shit. they can't touch. They, they find stuff that comes in and out of, an exi- of existence, that operates in two places at one time. It's omnipotent. It's omnipresent. It's God <laughs> in yeah. our bodies, in our cells.
1: Yeah. It's, it's really interesting to me because, like, like I said before, the body is the mind. And, like, I fully believe that we aren't the body. However, our body is still a lock in the key to the mind in in many cases as well it's like it's through like physical health first that we we'll find the mind in a in a way to unlock this spiritual connection as well
2: mm. well if we know that god is in ourselves i I'd, I'd, I'd say also that how we treat ourselves how we treat our bodies is going to unlock like you said various yeah. spiritual qualities various intelligences within us yeah. if you're So if you go to Walmart in the United States, you know, and you look at the food that they're selling there, and and the food that they put in people's, that people are putting in their carts, and you look at the people, you, you're not looking at, you're looking at physically and spiritually sick people because they're putting poison in their bodies.
1: Yeah, These are definitely. people
2: who get angry very quick. I'm not judging all people who go to Walmart. I'm just, you know, I use that as an example. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But you look in
2: someone's <laughs> cart and then you look in their eyes. You look at the food, all the processed food, if that's what's in their cart. And you look at their children and you look at, look at them in their eyes. They, they're not happy people a lot of times. Not at all. But, a, but when that level of toxicity has pervaded your body, you're, you're probably not sleeping well. Yeah. You probably, you, you've got blood sugar imbalances. You might be taking three or four different medications. You can't shine. Your spirit can't shine through that sullied mirror. You've got to cleanse the mirror. The mirror needs to be clean, and that means eating clean food, healthy food, eating, uh, drinking water, being well hydrated, sleeping, getting a significant amount of rest, You know the amount of rest that you need, exercising in a non-abusive way, meaning like it's, exercise medicine, it's healing you. Your exercise is supporting you. You know, or, or lack thereof. You know, these are there are people who don't exercise. You know, so the healthier the body, the healthier the mind.
1: Yeah, definitely, I completely agree. Like, and I, as well, someone that ties in well with that as well. Um, something that I really liked is because I think we we'll all have the power to change as well, which is the beauty of it as well. But something I really liked was um was a video that you did called "Brain Slave No More." and I, um, you said in the video it was talking about conditioning and expectations from society, and, like, the shackles that are placed upon us in, like, terms of education and parents and even government as well. But do you think that all this conditioning is, like, in a way, like, spiritual conditioning as well is just something that we oppose on ourselves, and we just need to free our own selves from it? Is that what you feel?
2: Well, we do have a significant amount of free will. Mm-hmm. And that gives us options. We can We can choose... To continue to hold on to baggage from the past. Yeah. From other people. Or we could let go and embrace the new. Jesus says, be born again. Well, to be born again can happen at any moment. Let go of the old bullshit and pick up something new. Pick up something more resourceful, a new way of being, you know? Uh, but that's not, that's not available when we're holding on to crap and when we're holding on to, to, emotional even that word emotional i I would start from spiritual when we're we're dealing with spiritual crap it shows up in our emotional body it shows up physically emotion is 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 due to movement in the body that's why it's emotion so when we are seeking to free ourselves from these psychological bonds or these, these these spiritual ills we have to go to the body again it's, yeah. it, it, the, the holding shows up as neurotic holding pattern. When I say neurotic, I mean neurosis. You're, you're, you're using your brain, your nervous system, to hold your breath shallow. And you've probably been doing it for a very long time. So to heal the mind means also to, to bring spirit, breath, back into the body through letting go of physical tension. That's what that video is, a lot of that, what that video is about.
1: Yeah, as well, one of the um, one of the reasons that video as well really resonated with me because a message that I got from it as well is, like, if you think about it, we do have the power to become, like, the best version of ourselves. And as well, like, if you think about it, we are all, like, conscious human beings on this planet. And I think as well, like, we all have the, like you said before, we all have the capacity to choose and, like, program our own patterns of behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that's the beauty of it.
2: Yeah, which, you know, leads us to what do we choose right yeah that's where the real inner work comes in you know who are you and and what are you what are you who are you being what's this all about for you and we're all very different but we're all very much the same
1: yeah i was thinking as well like many people like if you think about like five days a week like they've like established a habit haven't they? like a pattern and like what you get in life is a direct reflection of this pattern as well if you think about it and I think as well, sometimes I hear all the time, like people complain every day, like all the morning, say, what a bad day about, like every situation in life. But I think they just need to understand really that, that they're creating it through their own patterns and behavior.
2: Mm-hmm. If you don't like what you're getting every day, then you need to change your day. And mm-hmm. that's where courage comes in once again. Shit needs to be shook up every once in a while. It, it, mm-hmm. it just has to be. You have to shake things up in your life. You You've got to end relationships. You've got to quit jobs. You've got to take on new relationships and open yourself up to new opportunities. But you've got to let go of stuff. You've got to let go of old patterns, like you say. You know, if you wake up every day and eat the same thing, well, shit, why don't you wake up and and get up at the other side of the bed and and eat something else? It could be as simple as that, you know, instilling a new ritual, right? How about you don't change anything. You just give yourself 10 minutes of meditation every day. That is a pattern interrupt. You're going to change because you're changing what you're doing.
0: Mm. That's what I've done as well. I've just inter- introduced a lot of meditation daily, like uh, morning and afternoon. And while me spiritually, like, I get so much spiritual joy in the morning, by the afternoon, it might have it might have actually come to terms with a lot of the environment that I'm surrounded in. And my mood might be altering in a sense. So I meditate in the afternoon as well. So I'm constantly on this rise until the evening when my body's in a full relaxed state before sleep. And I think that's so much beautiful. Right? You mentioned meditation there, just something very similar to my life right now. And I think it's awesome as well that we have the power of, as human beings that we can just change our patterns of behavior at any moment. Like just a pure switch in our thoughts and it would completely alter the trajectory of our life in every sense of the word. Yeah. I think it's, oh, sorry, Elliot, I was just going to say, it's, I think it's really in, an interesting time and more people educate themselves, like looking into different modalities of self-improvement. It's an absolutely huge part down to the internet and all the exposure. But do you think a new humankind is evolving through this?
2: It's very evident that a new humankind is evolving right now as we speak. Just look at our generation, look at your generation, how old are you?
0: Um, 26
2: 26 I've got about, I've got 10 years on you but my parents didn't have the internet That alone yeah. that one explosion of consciousness across the globe has happened within I'm the in-between generation you were pro- kind of born with it or maybe you're a little bit older but my children were definitely born with it my parents didn't have it it was introduced to my generation
0: mm-hmm. I think oh, it was flourishing you- when we when we were like Later on in our teens, that was on the yeah. boom of the internet. Really yeah, in 13, 14, wasn't
1: it?
0: Yeah.
1: Mm. So, to, to
2: consider that ideas are spiritual, you know, they're concepts, they're, 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 they're from the spiritual realm, and that they've exploded. It wasn't too many generations ago, maybe one or two generations ago. I'd say before my parents, but even my parents, much of their generation couldn't read. My parents are from Belize. But it didn't take too many generations to get to where we've got a, a, a tremendous literacy rate. More people can read today than ever before in human history. And this is brand new. Not only can we read, where in the, in the past there were only a handful of people that could read, maybe like the priests and the you know the hierarchy, um, but definitely not the masses of people. Not only can we read now, but we have access at our fingertips in a mobile device to any information we want to read on any topic right now. Yeah. Uh, will that change a, a, a race on this planet? Would that change humanity?
1: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: it's a big way. We're we're, we're on the brink of a, of a huge transformation of our species.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's it's just so beautiful as well. Though, and I think that's that's the big picture of like of consciousness and evolution. It's just pushing things forward to create the internet to like push us forward to that next level and that's the beauty of life but Elliot as well I wanted to um, just change us up a little bit and I was was going to ask you a bit like a bit different type of question but I wanted to ask you if like you could ask like one of your heroes a question I was wondering like who would you ask and what would you ask them
2: you know um Ralph Waldo Emerson has been uh his words have been very soothing for me throughout my life um and I, I admire his work and, I, and I, I benefited greatly from it. I listened to his biography and uh, someone had written about his life. It was in the 1800s. And he lost his son. His first son was born and, you know, to, lost to like tuberculosis. There's something that was pretty common back then. We've eradicated for the most part today. But he lost a, 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 a son. It was about five years years old, age of five. And I I don't think I've ever cried for someone's loss like I did when listening to Emerson's loss, you know, 200 years ago of his son to tuberculosis. And uh, although I wouldn't have any questions for him, I, I, I would like to have, I'd like to be there with him. To have experienced that, uh, because its we're all going to experience loss. And to have, it was a tremendous loss to him so much that it, it touched me. And I think if I were to go back and if I had to ask anybody, anything, it wouldn't be so much a question. But to be there to see how he processes that more than anything. How did you handle such a loss? And in what demeanor and in what character did he hold himself? And how did he let, let himself mourn, you know? Uh, it would be, I'd be fascinated to have experienced that.
0: Wow, definitely, that's beautiful. It's a beautiful answer that. Uh. It really is. Elliot, another question. What do you love about life the most? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know where to start. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I usually think like the first thing I popped in my head straight away, that's what I usually am thinking.
2: <laughs> well, sex with my wife is pretty awesome.
0: There we go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I enjoy wow. her. I enjoy every bit of who she is and every experience I have with her. She's, she's a blessing in my life. So, But I also have... I, I love my children and I love the work I do. I love the people I work with. Uh, I love to be able to speak with you right now. I, I love where humanity's going. I love the, the prospects for the future. Uh, I mean, I just love life.
1: Yeah,
0: definitely, mm, definitely. Elliot, you have been an absolutely awesome guest, and would like to ask you: where can people find you, and what are you currently working on?
2: Mm, well, you can you can always follow me on Facebook. I, I I post on Facebook every once in a while, every few days actually. I write an article and I'll post on there. I write my newsletter also at elliotholst.com, so you could go to that. Uh, I do upload videos on my Strength Camp channel once a week still. Mm-hmm. Although there's no content, there's a lot of context in those videos. They're called catabasis So um, those are some places you could find me.
1: Yeah. Elliot, I'd just like to say, say again you've been like such a great, powerful guest. and We're just really grateful for your time and just keep being yourself. Thank you. Mm, thank you for having me, guys. Yeah, no problem. Thank you.
3: Why do you want other people's experiences? See, they'll give you the right path to follow in order to have their experience, but don't you want your own? It might not look so neat and clean and down the well-trodden path as everyone else's. It might be messy and dirty and you might be hungry, but it's yours. It's what your gut's telling you to do. It's what your heart's telling you to do. There is a magnificent intelligence in the body, but the subconscious mind, lies in the peripheral nervous system. It's a part of your mind that beats your heart and digests your food without you thinking about it. This brain doesn't do all that. And you know when they say that you only use about 5% of your brain? It's because you're just using this one. Start to feel your body. Yo, there's something you gotta understand about training. It is not just the body that's at work. There's an integration of mind, spirit, and body at play. There's a threshold that you have to cross in order to access the power of the mind and the spirit in your training lifting barbells isn't just lifting fucking barbells lifting barbells is a transformative process that makes you a stronger person of yourself instantly if you cross this threshold life is work life is getting up and doing what you have to do every single day whether you feel like it or not life is making a commitment in a particular direction and moving with fierce intensity every single day, making every single day a success in that particular direction. You don't always feel good, you don't always get what you want, but you keep fucking going in that direction. Motivation is bullshit. Motivation doesn't get anything done. Motivation gets you going. Discipline, commitment, strong habits is what gets things done motivation is just a feeling grounded action is what gets things done you commit once to the thing that you're going to do and then you do it every single day I can't emphasize this enough how important it is for you to commit to small things on a daily basis, because that is what transforms you. It's those tiny little actions. It's not the grand visions, it's the tiny actions that move towards a worthy ideal. Do the thing you're afraid to do. Do it. It's not about feeling confident about going into the situation. It's not about knowing that it's going to work out. It's not about having the most detailed plan for how this thing will happen. It's about doing it. Success is not doing the right thing and it definitely isn't doing the right thing the first time. Success is having the courage to move in the direction of your dreams, move in the direction that your heart is taking you. That is what success is as you are progressively realizing that thing. How is it that some people can can advance in life? How is it that some people can move forward and some people just seem stuck? They're just stuck in their life, they're stuck in mediocrity. You need either a tragedy or you need a goal so big that it it draws you, it pulls you out of bed. It's much more difficult to be pulled towards something than to have something chasing your ass. It's much easier to run when a dog is chasing you and, and nipping at your ass than running towards a prize. A dog is chasing his ass He's gonna run You're gonna fucking run Because it's a tragedy Or you're gonna get your ass bit And then you put a million dollars At the at the end of another one That guy's gonna run too He's not gonna run nearly as fast Or with as much intensity Bro, you need to literally Pick up your video game machine Smash it to fucking pieces Walk out your house Get in your car And go live in your car Go somewhere Go Go check into a homeless shelter you need to shake up your life like it's never been shook up before. A lot of people their excuses are, it's it's easier said than done. It's too hard, right? This is really basically what your your story is. That's the story you've told yourself. That it's easier said than done. You know, it's it's kind of hard to do that. Well, it's supposed to be fucking hard. It's supposed to be difficult. If it wasn't difficult, then there'd be no growth. There would be no resistance. There'd be nothing to force you to grow stronger with, and that's why I say the most important reason, the most important thing, the most important gift that you receive by taking action in the direction of your dreams is not attaining your fucking dream, it's you growing stronger and becoming a stronger version of yourself through the challenges, through the resistance, and because it's hard.
1: Thanks guys for taking time out your day to boost your consciousness. But guys, we really need your help. If you're loving the podcast, please pop over and leave us a review and tell us what you think. And also don't forget to head over to our website at ascendbodymind.com and check out our amazing gallery of other great episodes. Thank you and have a great day and join us next week for the next episode. Peace.